I always tell them you have to you have to have a mindset when you're driving that you don't know what's going on in that car in front of you or the one that's sitting there fixing to pull out or the one that's behind you but I always tell them you know you got to be mindful of anybody else's situation and you got to give them space but a lot of times they're not going to give you that space so you have to be aggressively defensive podcast that discusses all things Lyman country. Tune in to hear stories from Lyman, aspiring Lyman, and others who work in the industry. Welcome to the Lyman country podcast. Uh, We're your hosts today. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jacqueline. And today we're joined by one of our CDL instructors. Uh, She's a CDL tester and the first female instructor of SLTC. She's the one, the only the infamous Lindsay Hankins. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so I guess just start with like where you're from, uh, how long you've been in the CDL industry, and um, how long you've been at SLTC now. Okay, so I'm from Menlo, Georgia, which nobody's probably ever heard of. It's about <laughs> 40 minutes south of Trenton. Um, I've been related or involved with the CDL industry since I was 18. My dad was a truck driver, my stepdad and his father own a pallet business in our little town. And they also drive, you know, to haul pallets or whatever. So I've been around that most of my life. My grandparents, they have, they've always owned heavy equipment, driven heavy equipment, commercial vehicles. So I guess pretty much all my life, but for the most part, since I was 18. Nice. It's like you were destined for it. <laughs> I think I was bred into it. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little about like your time in the CDL industry. So you got into it because of your dad? Pretty much my whole family. I mean, nobody ever, you know, suggested that that's what I do or anything like that. I just kind of did it. I went to college. I have some college under my belt, but I knew after being there for a short amount of time, that that just wasn't me. I'm not an inside person. I don't like to sit behind a desk all the time. I don't like to be inside all day. I like to do the in and out and have the freedom to, to relate to people maybe on a different level other than, you know, just office work. But that's, I knew, I knew real quick that I was not college bound material, you know? So yeah, Nobody ever pressured me or or was like, hey, why don't you come do this or whatever. But I always enjoyed going with my dad, you know, when he would make runs for the company that he worked for. I enjoyed going to work with my stepdad, you know, seeing and meeting different people and learning how they do things in different ways. And it's just always been something I've done. Yeah. When you guys, was it all like kind of in the same area that you guys drove or did you ever go like cross country? We didn't, we didn't really cross country. My stepdad more or less stays local. Like, you know, maybe within, I would say, for sure, 100 miles of where we live. My dad drove 
he hauled steel. So when he went, like, we went to Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, North and South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana. <laughs> so kind of like maybe not cross country, but around. Yeah, different yeah states. like south yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so what? where's the farthest you've been? Mm, he actually did do a California run one time. And I swore I would never do that again. <laughs> that was the most miserable, the longest trip. Like the day never, it, it never ended. <laughs> yeah. It just. That would be rough. It, it's pretty, it's pretty excruciating. But, you know, like he said, once you get used to it, you just, you just do it. So yeah. I guess maybe if I had done it more than once and got a feel for it better than what I did, maybe I just went on a bad run. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that would be that would be rough. rough Yeah, I think you really have to really love driving to do something like that. Because after about three hours for me, I'm over it. Yeah, (laughs) I can't. Yeah, three three hours is a good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good starting point to. If you can't make it past that, you you ain't no trucker, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. I get my I get my podcast episode in, and then I'm out. I need more entertainment. <laughs> I can't even listen to podcasts in the car because it just—it's like ASMR to me. So I'm like falling asleep when I <laughs> put you to sleep. It's not good. <laughs> you need more exciting podcasts. Yeah, I need Jacqueline. like I need like music just blaring. And we ears. can make it exciting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm down. Well, what was your favorite part about it? Everything you see, it—it it doesn't matter if you go to the same place twice, you're going to notice something different. It doesn't matter if you go to the same place ten times. You're going to notice different things, you know, coming or going or or whatever. But there's always different people out there. Yeah. There's always different situations that you run into, even with yourself. I mean, you know, your truck breaks down or whatever. You got to figure out how to get it home. You got to figure out, you know, who can I call when you're 500 miles from home or wherever you are. That's That can be a little scary at times. Yeah. Just kind of sitting there waiting, doing the nothing <laughs> game. Yeah, so it's an adventure. Unpredictable. Yeah, for sure. So what was, like, your least favorite part about it? Was it having to be gone for so long? No, we weren't. Well, I never got to really go with him. He would he would be gone for, I don't know, four or five days at a time, I guess, was the longest, except for the California thing. That took a while. Yeah. Um. But the being gone really wasn't bad. And that was, you know, that was before I was settled down and had kids and all that. That didn't affect anything like that. But I guess maybe the worst part about it was just, it's like once you're gone, you're gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no going home that night. Yeah. Is there like a, like a specific type of like schedule you would have? Or is it just kind of sporadic whenever the job's there? No, they, they always have a delivery time. So... Whatever he was hauling, which was usually like a, a steel coals or beams or something like that. Um, you know, we had the date for sure that it had to be delivered. And a lot of times it was before a specific time. So, we, you know, he always planned and showed me, thankfully, how to plan that, you know, you got to plan for the bad things. You got to plan for the weather. You got to plan for the traffic. Mm-hmm. So even if he knew he could make a run in you know 16 18 hours he would still plan and at least have a day Mm -hmm. so he knew he had plenty of time and would get it there it wouldn't be late or 
because somebody a lot of times was waiting on us to pick it up mm-hmm. so we had to you gotta you gotta keep it to the floor <laughs> what's like the most is there anything like interesting that you've hauled because i i know somebody whose son is a cdl driver but he works for a company where he hauls horses so i didn't know if you had anything interesting i don't know if you consider this interesting or not but we had we had a big steel beam that was going to a military base and i don't even know what military base it was going to but we had to take it to um indiana and we dropped it and another driver picked it up from there but this beam wasn't like oh that's a steel beam this was like our truck and trailer another trailer another trailer oh my god another trailer Jeez. so i think in all we had like 40 43 44 wheels on the ground Ooh, that's so crazy. yeah it was it was that was a little odd i can imagine like the passengers dri- driving by and they're like oh my god it was one of those where you had to have like the convoy like the, oh, yeah. the yeah oversized yeah. stuff up ahead and the oversized stuff you know way back behind you and they blocked off lanes they moved road signs Oh my goodness. Thankfully, I only had to experience that once. That was pretty nerve-wracking getting through little tight areas with something that big. I would be so stressed. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be tense the entire time. <laughs> yeah, and you know, one thing I remember about that, I dr- I did drive part of that, but not much because I was so like, Ugh, you know, yeah. I'm going to hit something. But when he when he was driving, <laughs> it was just like second nature to him he just was relaxed and sat back in the seat just like he was in the living room i mean wow he That's just did wild it to yeah me. <laughs> i get stressed out driving my own car sometimes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well me too but that's not so much because of us yeah <laughs> others yeah. It's yeah. other people yeah. stressing me out yeah are there, i feel like there's a lot of misconceptions when people think about like truck drivers and cdl and all that is there anything that like you think that people you hear a lot that you have a argument Mm. yeah so you know people are really really bound to be stereotypical of Mm -hmm. certain things yeah so you know truckers are nasty yeah (laughs) yeah they're just gross and fat and they don't never do nothing that's (laughs) that's probably the biggest misconception i could say that probably you know that i've seen and been around because while some are or may be that way not all of them are and a lot of them you know that's their living yeah so you have to understand if you get into that and that's what you're going to do for a long period of time you still got to keep yourself in shape because you do sit a lot Mm -hmm. so you know a lot of them when we would stop at truck stops they were there to work out they were there to shower they were there to eat their dinner they were there to you know that's their livelihood so that you have to take care of yourself yeah and i think a lot of people think that just because you sit behind a seat and you move a steering wheel or change gears or whatever that you may not necessarily have to do that but that they don't do that and a lot of us a lot of them do that i mean that's just how it is yeah and i feel like a lot of people like there's so much like anger towards like the 18 wheelers on the road and i feel Mm -hmm. like people like forget that that's a person and this is their career and they're probably 
maybe just as uncomfortable on the road as you are. <laughs> Pretty sure the interstate was built for uh, the trucks to move things like <laughs> that across the country. I, th- I think that probably helped. <laughs> <laughs> yes, know. definitely. Um, one thing even that I see here with these guys that we ride around with, it's it's. I always tell them, you have to you have to have a mindset when you're driving that you don't know what's going on in that car in front of you or the one that's sitting there fixing to pull out or the one that's behind you. But I always tell them, you know, you got to be mindful of anybody else's situation and you got to give them space. But a lot of times they're not going to give you that space. Mm -hmm. So you have to be aggressively defensive. Yeah. So, and they're like, what? (laughs) <laughs> and okay well for example that car that just pulled out in front of you right there mm-hmm. you know they think we we could stop on a dime and we, you can't you cannot stop those trucks fast yeah. i mean you can but potential for catastrophe <laughs> so i always just try to to drill in their head don't be the reason that somebody doesn't get up and go to work tomorrow like back off mm-hmm. you know you have you have to put yourself in that bubble when you're driving because yeah. people will not yeah. do that for you and they yeah they don't understand no I, I feel like too i see this a lot and it's the one thing i i remember every time since i took driver's ed when i was like 16 right or even 15 um is people who cut to like when they go over to another lane and i'm like in, in their tiny little sedans i'm like if you, the one thing i always learned is before i go to the next lane i need to see the entire truck in my rear view mirror before i go over or else they're not gonna know that you're there <laughs> and that's how accidents happen they'll just like run right over you and not even realize it yes a lot of times you know when you're stopped at a lot or a sign or something if there's a car in front of you we we teach them to stop far enough back that you can see the back tires touching the pavement so that not only keeps that car in front of you feeling like you're not about to ram up their rear (laughs) but it gives you enough time to react if something were to happen you know yeah so and following distance you know i mean we teach them how to count following distance Mm -hmm. for the length of the vehicle we teach them how to do all that so whether or not it's only going to take one little boo-boo for them to realize they need to apply that which i hope never happens for anybody but it will yeah if they mm-hmm. drive long enough it's gonna because just like you said somebody whips over in the lane beside you gets in front of you and you can't even see the top of the car mm-hmm. because they got over in front of you so fast so you know that's why you got to surround yourself in that bubble because people are going to do that to you yeah it just it's just a fact of it and there's so many guys and girls that have come through here that they're like, man, I have a whole new respect for truck drivers yeah. since we've been doing this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. Until you do it, you don't realize yeah. when what I, you're dealing with. When I was building our CDL course, I learned so much. But also, it like the stopping distance, all of that equations and those diagrams, I was shocked. So now I'm like hyper aware of it on the road. <laughs> yeah. And like it's like when like a train, the car gets stuck on a train track and a train hits a car. Like... They are a victim too. They didn't want that to happen. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty <laughs> they sure couldn't they stop it. Pretty sure they weren't waiting on it. No, yeah. but you know, I mean, accidents happen. So yeah, you just you always have to be aware. Yeah, you gotta make you, you always drive as if everyone else doesn't know what they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> yep. 
Well, how did you end up here at SLTC? By the grace of God. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, before this, I worked for Department of Driver Services in Georgia. I was their safety and compliance analyst for commercial testing. So basically what that means is if you draw a line from the Tennessee line to Atlanta and then toward Alabama, that was like my region. Mm-hmm. So I had 60-something people under me that I was responsible for making sure they were being compliant with the state rules and regulations for commercial testing. Well, it ends up Jeff and Matt which were the first two testers at SLTC that are third-party testers, I was going to be over them. Mm. So this location was the first one that I got to watch personally from the dirt up, which was amazing to watch them build the, you know, build the pad. People think, oh, well, they just poured concrete. No, they didn't. You know, they have to dig it out. They have to level it. All the rocks have got to go. Anything that could wear on that concrete it's got to go it's got to go it took a while yeah yeah it took a while so once the concrete got there um jeff and matt came through training and they well they actually went to between georgia and i trained and certified them along with one of my co-workers to be able to third-party test Mm -hmm. commercially so once they went through training and they passed that once the pad got finished, we had to, you know, mark it off to be painted. I was here when that happened. That was a pretty cool process. Um, once that happened, at that point in time, they were sending students to Dalton to test. So that transition for them, I wasn't here, technically here <laughs> at that point, but I was spending a lot of time here, you know, yeah. for them. So... For that transition to happen, and anywhere, I guess, maybe that gets approved to become a third-party testing site, that's a big deal. But, like, this school pushes through right at 1,000 people a year. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of bodies. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of people. So, yeah. So, one of the requirements for that 1,000 people is you got to get that CDL. Yeah. So... To send that many people to Dalton, which could only perform like 20 tests a week, mm-hmm. that, you know, that wasn't working out real well. Yeah. Yeah. I was reliant on them having space. <laughs> yeah. That and, I mean, you do the math. They're here for 15 weeks. Mm-hmm. You got 300 plus people. You can only test 20 a week. Mm. Yeah. Somebody's leaving here without it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So for them to be able to do that and and become certified and... All that, that was really amazing, and that's a, that's a big step for the school. So to get to be a part of that, first of all, I was I was extremely grateful because that was my first one that I got to see from nothing to what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, but I ended up here kind of maybe as a joke-ish. <laughs> as a joke? I'm sure maybe. everyone would love to hear that. <laughs> well, um... I mean, I really, I truly loved what I did with the state. I loved my job. I loved all my people. Everybody I had was great. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, I guess in a nutshell, because we don't want to get into the gory details. <laughs> but in a nutshell, they, um, you know, we just kind of talked. And 
they knew what I was qualified to do and I knew what they were qualified to do because I did it. <laughs> so we just we just kind of started talking and, you know, they made me an offer and it put me home every night. I didn't have to travel anymore and I have a kid. So that's that's always better. Yeah. You know, to be able to be home with her. So I, I didn't even think twice. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, when it happened, I'm like, yep, I'll, <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah, good. <laughs> so, well, we are so glad that you're here. Well, I yeah. love it here. This is the first job I've ever had, truly. Like, not just saying this because I work here. <laughs> this is the first ever job in my life that I don't dread coming to. Yeah. I actually look forward to being here every day. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. I'm like, Who same here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't even know that existed. No more Sunday scaries. Yeah. No. So do you train students still, or, or do you just do testing now? Um, this is actually my first class that I will not be doing any training. And I don't know how I feel about that yet. Yeah. Um, well, you'll miss it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do miss it already. But, you know, the training part of it is 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 so fun. I mean, you get to build a relationship with people that you meet, and that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a people person, and I like to, I like to pick at you and talk to you and figure out who you are, and yeah, you know. And some of them, some of them are just not like that, and that's fine. We don't treat them any different than the ones that are. So, you know, everybody gets taught the same way, the same thing, and that part can get you know a little maybe monotonous might yeah. be the word mm-hmm. um but it's like once it comes out of your mouth three or four times it's just like you do it in your sleep yeah <laughs> so everybody hears the same thing every day everybody does the same thing every day and that's what makes it easy so we have to figure out ways you know to kind of keep it fun because by the time they get to us they're stressed already yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we hand them 19 pages of stuff that they're like, what? Yeah. What is this? You're like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. So, you know, we have to figure out ways that, and, and nobody learns the same way. So you have to teach it the same way, but then, you know, you can kind of break it down with, with whatever the needs are in that group. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if there's a more of a visual person, let's go look at the parts mm-hmm. and then you're going to, you know, you got to figure it out. It's just, Everyone learns differently. Yeah, yeah. It's just a play-by-ear thing. But the testing part of it is totally different. You don't, you can't really get to know them. You can't really talk to them. It's very dry and you just, you know, you have to read the set of instructions exactly the same way every time. And then it's them. It's their turn to talk. Yeah. So you just get to stand there and check off a box you know (laughs) so hopefully because if you're not checking off a box then they're not getting anything right so Uh (laughs) but other than that i mean it's still i still love it here it doesn't change doesn't change the fact that there's so much potential in people and i get to see that and i get to see them get one step closer yeah and you know i want to be there to encourage them i want to be there to to pick them up when they're, you know, taking their little walk of shame because they messed up on something. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Yeah. Everybody messes up, but it is different. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, getting a CDL for them, they're wanting to go into line work, but they all have to get the CDL because, I mean. There's and, like a mm-hmm. 2% probability, I think. It's not very high. I, I'm pretty sure it's 
that if you apply for a line job, you actually get hired if you don't have a CDL. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's a very yeah. slim I mean, chance. it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all of the bucket trucks, the everything, yeah. you have to have a CDL. Makes sense. Yep. And I mean, getting this, getting their CDL here, they're only here for 15 weeks and they only get a certain amount of time actually training with the instructors. And so it's probably one of the hardest things that the students have to go through while they're here. Yep. It takes a lot of like putting your head in the book and studying a lot. Um, but like, do you have any advice for people who are worried about that process coming into classes here? Well, okay. So after registration, the first Monday after registration, we all go around to all the campuses and we give our little spiel, Yeah, you know? <laughs> so we basically, we tell you where to find all your study material. We hand you a pre-trip packet right then that day. And there's also slideshows. It's literally a picture book of your pre-trip. So my advice is just prepare. Like yeah. when you get your hands on it, read it. Don't let it sit there. Don't put it on the shelf. Read it. Use it. Apply it. Yeah. You can't do everything for them. No. And <laughs> no, I wish we could. No, that would be so, so much easier. <laughs> but that's that's where a lot of them fall short as well is they think well i'll just wait till the week of my test and then i'm gonna go up there and bust it you know it's not gonna happen it's a lot of information and you know we're we make sure we tell them when they come to training like if this is the only two days that you're gonna look at this and you're not gonna pass not because we know your name and we're gonna call and tell them hey he hadn't studied yeah it just takes it takes longer to to remember that much information you better get good with your time management and we're like you know even on days you don't want to get up here Mm -hmm. even before you've had training get up here yeah look at it if you don't know it it's okay this podcast is brought to you by elevated gear elevated gear is the one-stop shop for all things lyman country and southeast lyman training center from high-quality shirts and hats to name brand sunglasses, tools, and more. Elevated Gear has everything you need. Stop by our store in Trenton, Georgia, or shop online at elevatedgear.com. I always see people down there um, studying and practicing, like, even after hours. Yeah. And that's, and it the, takes that's that the time to do it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Go down there when there's nobody else there. Yeah. And I always tell them, like, you know, remember you're not the only one in the boat right Mm -hmm. now like there's so many other ones that are in the exact same position you're in pick you up somebody and go up there is you got to learn how to talk this stuff yeah like we can know in our head all day long but if i can't get it out of my mouth Mm -hmm. so you understand what i'm talking about yeah (laughs) does me no good yeah it's like a speech like in college when i was in speech class oh i memorized every word got up (laughs) in front of people nothing Blink. none yep. of it these are the you like all gone like note cards you know i'm like just take your roommates along they obviously have to do the same exact thing yeah just take a fun little evening out of it yeah yep. go check it out yep that's what it takes jacqueline literally has dreams about how <laughs> difficult cdl is really i had it 
it's like gonna be a running joke now how many podcasts can i bring this up in because we brought it up in shannon's as well (laughs) i was like i had a dream one night that i was a student and then i had to take cdl and in my dream i was like i can't back this up what am i doing (laughs) it was quite stressful Uh, that's actually pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) it keeps her up at night she has nothing to do with it and she's still stressed so you should come to the to the training pad let us teach you how to back the truck up okay so you can sleep well at night and then we're gonna do another (laughs) follow-up podcast and you're gonna tell them i (laughs) backed the truck up yeah i'm down you're gonna be like okay so look dude this is what you gotta do (laughs) i'm down okay amazing gonna hold you to it perfect (laughs) the next day i was kidding (laughs) so you're the first female instructor at sltc that's super awesome but like obviously you're a woman in a male dominant field even at sltc with line work all around us and in the cdl industry like were there any challenges you had to face or do you have any advice for someone who's considering doing that do it just do it it's so fun (laughs) it is these guys they're no better than you are i mean they're great they're awesome i'm not you know talking them down or anything but yeah it it's if you want it go get it yeah it don't matter what it is if you want to climb a pole come climb pole there's plenty of them here to teach you how to do that yep you can do it yep you got two legs just like those boys do (laughs) yeah so if you want to drive a truck come on i'll show you awesome well what's the best advice you've ever received in life um, I'm going to say the best advice is the only person or thing that's going to limit you is you. So if you want it and you're willing to work for it, then you can have it. Yeah. You're the only thing that's going to tell you no. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. If you're determined, you can make it happen. Yep. No excuses. What's the biggest challenge you've had to overcome? Whether it's like in the in, in your career or just encouragement for others. <laughs> mm. Probably learning how to engage my filter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean relatable. I don't have one. So <laughs> I had to kind of maybe make one. Yeah. Even. It yeah. That's been a challenge. But not I mean, it's definitely not impossible. Look at me, but <laughs> it it's you have to learn how to talk to people yeah i mean just like i've tried to explain to my 12 year old which lord is driving <laughs> me nuts but she's great um you your delivery on how you say things matters and you know you're you you can say a statement just you know even about somebody's clothes that they have on like cool hoodie <laughs> you know rude <laughs> but you know you can say that in a way that makes people feel like oh they're making fun of me yeah mm-hmm. you know so you have to you have to kind of pay attention to you know your delivery definitely because to some of these guys they're so nervous when they get there you know, and we have to kind of break the ice and calm down. We're not going to kill you. <laughs> you know, we're not going to lock you in the truck all day or nothing like that. So 
you just kind of have to you kind of have to learn how to how to talk to them even though they're grown men yeah you know and that that's for anybody around you in any situation in your life not just here but the way not necessarily what you say but how you say it yeah a little bit of kindness sprinkled in there does a lot yeah i didn't know i had it (laughs) (laughs) well i think you are doing great thanks (laughs) so what's your biggest motivation you know everybody always told me when you have kids one day you'll look at things different and that's so true because which obviously you grow and mature as you age hopefully but (laughs) ever since you know I had my daughter it's just like I've this may sound weird but it's like I want her to be proud of me Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want her to be, I want her to know that anything that's worth having in life, it's not going to be handed to you. You got to do what you got to do to get it. And I guess just, I don't, I don't ever want her to see me have to give up mm-hmm. on anything. And I haven't so far, <laughs> you know, Yeah. which that may change for whatever reason, but. I want her to know that if I do have to, you know, I want, I guess she's my motivation because I don't want her, I don't want her to feel entitled. I want her to know, you know, well, mama got up and went to work, you know, five days a week and she kept a roof over my head and, you know, which me me and my husband, that's, that's what we do. That's what you're supposed to do. But I don't want her to think that they, we did it just because that's what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, we want something in life. We want a better future. We want we want our kids to have way better than what we did. And we want to be able to provide for them comfortably. So I guess she's my motivation. Our kids are my motivation. Yeah. Yeah, I always feel like parents always want their children to have better or more than what than what they did. And I feel like, you know, my parents were the same way. They worked very hard five days a week to provide for us so we could have a better life than what they grew up with and I think that's always kind of the motivation a lot of the times yeah yeah well thanks for being here thanks it was great I never get to hear the CDL side of things anytime you want to know something about CDL you just call us oh I will (laughs) I'm just gonna knock on your door well is there anything else you want to share like anything like I don't want you to drive away from here and think, oh, man, I should have brought this up. Girl, we could sit here and talk all day. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All day. <laughs> well. So, but we are going to teach you how to back that truck up. Okay, I'm down. Nice. I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm serious, too. Everybody, li- y'all y'all hear her. You better not edit this part out either. <laughs> like, y'all hear her. She's, she's serious. So we're going to do a follow-up. I'll we're going to see how that went. I'll watch and maybe record it. Yeah. No, you're going to be in the truck with me. I don't know. Record, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> the you side of my re- face. <laughs> you're going to have to record what I can't hear. Mm, okay. Her <laughs> screaming inside. <laughs> Crying while she backs up. I say she does it. No problem. I just like, you know, put my foot to the pedal and immediately just. <laughs> yeah, I would. No, let's not do that. I mean, like, we let idle. Bitch. We let idle. She's like, let's not cause any damage. We get, we can gas it a little bit, but we're not gonna hit no poles. Oh dear God, that's happened. Oh, oh gosh. No. <laughs> I love seeing you guys out on the road. I always wave. You probably don't see me, but sometimes we do. 
Okay, good. <laughs> good. Or I do sometimes. I hope you do. We try to wave at each other, which kind of trips the guys out that we're riding with. Because <laughs> we like. They're like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. And they're, they they kind of, you can see them kind of look out the corner of their eye like, what what I do? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, thank you for being here. You were great. Thanks. Love yes. hearing from you. It's been fun. All yeah, right. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to the Lyman Country Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support us, please make sure to subscribe, share on social media, and leave a rating or review. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.